Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Barbara Ramirez, and we're going to get to hear a little bit about her, her dreams, her goals, and how we can help. So, Barbara, how are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay, so I'm from Venezuela, Latin America. If anyone knows, you can look for it in Google Maps. So I, one of the things I enjoy the most is living, having time to rest, to enjoy like myself going to the beach. Uh, we have a dog uh, for, for the past five years. And now I, I have the chance to take her to the beach too. And it's really fun. It's, it's fun seeing her playing around with the sun and with the people in the beach. So it's one of the small things that maybe uh, you, t- you start realizing how much you love that when you're away, when you're not home. I was away for the past five years and I just recently got back here to my country. And being away, I realized how much I really love that, how much I love uh, being in my home, meeting with my family members, going to the beach. Uh, I really miss that. So yeah, it's one of the things I'm enjoying right now that I'm back. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. The beach is a very fun place. Yeah. We have a saying that whenever you have any kind of sickness, the beach cures everything. Mm. You have the flu, go to the beach and you will cure the flu. You feel sad, you go to the beach and you're going to feel happier. So yeah, it's it's, it's something we need to, to, to do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Okay, so I, you could say that I'm a online business manager. Really, a business manager is what I study. I went to college. I, I had the opportunity uh, that do my my degree on business administration, and then right after I graduated, I did my MBA. And I say that I really have the opportunity because here in Venezuela, the universities are basically free. You don't have to pay or like in the US that you have to take any kind of loans uh, for that. So uh, and and also because I live with my parents and they took care of us. I didn't actually have to work. I did it because I wanted to start working. Okay, but in comparison to other uh, uh, classmates, they did have to work because they didn't have the parents that I have. So I'm. I say that I'm really lucky for that, for having my parents for me all those years. It was like eight years doing all of that. And that led me to, well, a burnout job that I will talk about it later when you ask me. And then uh, deciding to, from literally uh, like my lunch break on my really burnout job, I quit. I told my husband, I told him, Okay, and it was actually our, our wedding anniversary. I told him, I'm going out, we're going for lunch, but I'm not going back. 
ever here. <laughs> it was like, it was something like that. I didn't went back there because it was really exhausting, a really toxic uh, workplace. And then I was, uh, at the next day, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Okay, I have a computer, I have not so good internet connection at that time, but it was okay. What if I start doing something from home? And this was about seven years ago. Uh, it wasn't really famous here in Venezuela to work remotely. So I started researching, researching a lot. Uh, my father shared me uh, an article about uh, Upwork and how to find work as a freelancer. And that's how I got started. And then uh, I decided to, uh, to apply my career and what I learned like managing a business, but, but remotely online. And it's what I do now with uh, everyone I work. Uh, I help them. I'm really super organized. I love processes. I love seeing the back end of what you do and tell you, okay, this is how you should run it. This is what you can automate. So that's what I do. And I really love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you found something that you love and that kind of, Yes. Helps you live the life that you want to live. Tell us a bit more about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Well, it motivates me that um, I think every day and I have it in mind that I want to be the owner of my time. Uh, the first reason why I quit that uh, burnout job. Uh, corporations and big companies tend to think that because they hire you, they own your, your full time and they don't. You just have to work from 7 to 5 p.m. For example, here is from 7 to 5. Um, and that's it. After 5 p.m., you can do whatever you want with your time. But they tend to call you. They tend to ask you to stay longer. They don't reward you financially for that. They should because it's your time. Um, they ask you to work on a weekend. They ask you to work uh, on a holiday. If you go on vacation, you have to take your computer because you have to be available. And at the beginning, I was like, okay, yes, I need the job. I need to do all of this. But then, no, I can do with my time whatever I want. If I want to have a, another job, a, another thing, it's my time. So. It's something now that I, every time I wake up, I say, okay, I am the owner of my time. What I'm going to do today is because I want to do it. It's because I want to work with these clients and I will do it in this uh, range of hours. Then I will do all of, I will have time to do the things that I want. I will have time to have lunch with my husband or have a breakfast. I didn't have breakfast with my husband. I basically wake up in the morning, have breakfast and leave. And we didn't even see each other like for three days and we live together in the same house. So now that's what the first thought I have in my head every time I wake up. Okay, yes, I'm grateful because now I have the time to have breakfast with my husband, with my family, to enjoy together, to talk about different things rather than work. And we work together now, so imagine we need to, to have that time to talk about other things. So it's, it's that being able to say, okay, today I'm going to work until 2 p.m. because I want to visit my husband's grandmother, for example, or I need to buy something for my car. 
and I'm able to go ahead and do it. I don't have to ask for anyone permission on that. So that's what drives me every day, that I'm the owner of my time. I can make the decisions of what I do with it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good segue into, you know, tell us about what really caused you to take that first step. So going back to that day when you were working <laughs> in your burnout job, what was the thing? Was it like the tip of the iceberg or was there some event that happened? Tell us a bit more about that. It was like, well, I, I, I can explain it with a with the glass of water I have right now. I have it almost full. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was like this this glass of water that it was filling out for a few years. It was like almost seven years I worked there. Filling out with water, filling out with water. And every time that we have more water in the glass, I was like, yes, but there was always a but, you know, uh, yes, but you need the work. Yes, but you had an apartment and you need to pay for the apartment. Yes, but uh, now your father is sick and you need the money to help him uh, go through that sickness. And there was always about, uh, there was never a chance to take a step back and think, okay, but what if I quit? And then I take this amount of time to look for another job. Or There was never an opportunity for that because it was going, going to work 7 a.m., working the entire day uh, until whatever hour they wanted us to stay. And I didn't have the time to think about me what I really wanted. Um, th there was like the last, uh, the, the last sip of water in the glass. We were on a meeting and then my boss yelled at me. I said, not even my father or my mother yelled at me, never in my life. So I don't allow that to anyone. If even my parents have yelled at me, like really, maybe they have, hey, don't do this, but really yell, like, like I, I, I cannot explain it. So I said, no, I cannot deal with this. I cannot deal with this. And, and I said to everyone in the room, if you stay here and you allow this, well, I'm really sorry for you, but that's the life that you're going to take from this day forward. Having a boss that is yelling at you and you're allowing that. And they were like, but you're, I'm quitting. I'm not coming back here. I, I am very emotional. I wanted to cry. I've always been like that. The emotions hit to me, even if I'm happy or I'm sad, I'm going to cry. But I contained myself. I said, don't cry here. Don't show that. I didn't want it to show that vulnerable side of me. And I went to the bathroom and started crying. I called my husband. I'm going there, I'm really sad, but I'm not coming back here. Uh, well, he's, he supported me at that a moment. Uh, that's when we decided we changed a bit. Uh, I mean, that moment was also really good for us as a couple because we decided to, I mean, we realized it wasn't a decision. We realized that when you're a couple, everything is, it, it becomes just one, it's one house is a one a source of, I mean, it's two sources of income, but it's one yard with everything there. And we together as a couple decide what to do with it. It's not that it's my money and I will do with my money what I want and it's your money. So we start deciding those things together. He supported me for a few months that I didn't have a job right away. Uh, 
never mind. He never questioned anything. He was always, okay, do you need to for this? Here you have. He was never like, you owe me this or you owe me that. So I think it was a really good moment also for us as a couple. Uh, obviously, we have ups and downs financially because I didn't have any clients right away. Then I did. Then the clients stopped uh, some work, for example, last year because of coronavirus. Some clients, they said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to continue because I have to also lay off people of my company. So the project uh, passed. But at the end, uh, those things, we can, we can always overcome them. Uh, I mean, I, it's other thing that I learn now that, uh, yes, we need the money to buy things, to pay for the services or whatever, but that doesn't have to be the first thing that we need to think about. We need to think about to being okay, to being healthy, to have time to rest, to have time to ourselves, to think, uh, how are we right now? How do we feel right now? Uh, that became for me now the first, uh, the like number, uh, first priority that I have. Money is secondary. Yes, we need it because we need to pay for everything in this life, but it's not the first priority. First is that you're okay, that, uh, that, that you feel okay with yourself, that uh, you don't have uh, issues. And if you have issues, then work on, in, on overcoming them, talking with people, I think is really important. And that's also something I learned from my father and, and my mother. We used to have this, if, if you have an issue, we'll have a family meeting and everyone will sit on the table and we will talk about it and we will have that. Okay, what are we going to do to help you or what did you need to help us? So that's something that I, in some way, when I started working, I lost that and now I recover uh, having those things in my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about, more about, so you jumped in to being an entrepreneur and you didn't have clients and surely there were like doubts that you had in your head or there was some fear. Tell us about how you worked through some of those limiting beliefs and what that process was like. Yeah, a lot. And especially being from Latin America, it was really difficult. I knew, I, I mean, I already speak English at that time because I learned to speak English when I was uh, young, like little girl listening to music. I'm, I'm a big fan of Bob Marley and I learned speaking English with his sons because Anand told me, I asked Anand that she's working in, she moved to the US very, at a very young age with uh, IBM. And I asked her, how do you learn to speak English? Because I knew that she didn't went to any schools or that, to that. And she told me that way. And that's how I learned to speak English. And I speak it really good. But I have this, this mindset because everyone else was saying, no, you, you don't pronounce it so good. And, and that blocked my head like, yeah, I don't pronounce it so good. So I jump into meetings and I will block myself. I didn't speak. I was like, I don't know how to say this word or how to say this other word. But then uh, from, I don't remember right now the program I, I was watching, this woman uh, from Venezuela, she said, yes, I don't pronounce English so good. I'm from Venezuela. My native language is Spanish. 
but I speak two languages and people don't know how to pronounce my name or my last name correctly. So they don't even take the time to learn how to pronounce my name correctly. So why should I block myself of, of not jumping into a meeting with someone when I speak two languages and they don't even know how to say hola, that is hi. And I say, okay, okay, she, she has a point. And then I just started talking it more, like reading something aloud, um, jumping more into meetings. And if I didn't do something, I will have Google on my phone and I will write it out to see how I pronounce it. Then that led me to start having, like um, understanding better the clients and then having more conversations with them. And a few of them helped me to uh, talk better a few things. Maybe I was using the wrong word. So uh, it's, again, going back, it's all about uh, an inner work we need to do. Uh, realizing that we don't need to let other people's opinions block the way that we want to create our our career in in a work or jumping into a business uh, and and letting that to prevent you to do whatever you want to do i chose to work with people from the us and canada because i really like it uh, in a way latin american business uh, and, and because the way that they want to own your time is the same when they hire contractors. Mm. They want to ask you and drain you, your energy and everything up to the last minute. And I don't want to, I don't want that. I don't want to go back to that. So that's why I decided to work uh, with clients from the US and Canada. This is the project we need to do. This is what we need to do. And they respect that. They respect your time, they respect uh, the scope of the work. Um, so it took it took a while. It took I I think that um, the first five years were really hard, really hard. And and again, it takes time. Everyone that knows me now, wow, you're really yeah. I, you can say I'm successful. I don't feel myself successful yet uh, because I know what it takes me, uh, what it took me to be here right now. Uh, to to be able to have better conversations, to be able to um, send an email to a client. It's not easy. At the first time, the first day, okay, what do I need to send? How do I send this proposal? It's not something you learn in college. You learn it when you start having your business. Okay, how do you have to write? How do you have to send something? So yeah, the first year were really hard. Uh, it's still hard, but now I can, I, I have more confidence to, to tackle all those things. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your dreams, goals, and vision for your life and your business. Okay. So I can say that they're both together. It's something I, because of what I have deal with uh, quitting the job and now having my business. Um, I have like a personal goal that I, I, I brought it also to my business. I want to help more people like me, like the Barbara seven years ago when she was tired of her work or the bar another person that maybe is not tired of, of uh, their work, but they want to do something more but they just have limitations. 
because not everyone have the, have the same opportunity I had. Like I told you, I really had good parents that helped me all the way to go to college and to have also my MBA and to learn whatever I wanted to learn. They, I mean, they're not like, yes, we have all the money, but they will find a way. My, I, my parents are a professors at a university here in Venezuela, and they, they don't actually pay, uh, universities don't pay really good professors here. Uh, they, they pay really, really bad. But in a way, they try to give us whatever we needed, and not everyone has that opportunity. Not everyone has an opportunity to know how something as simple as knowing how to Google something. Some, I have friends or, or close person that send me a voice note, hey, Barbara, how do I find this? And now I have the, the that I met them for, for a while, I would say, well, you can go to Google and literally write that down and it will bring a lot of information. In the past, I would go ahead, I would record a video, explain them how to do it. But then I say, okay, there might be more people with that need, with the need to understand how can they look for clients uh, via LinkedIn, or how to create their freelance profile because they are designers, but they don't know how to do it. It's really common in other countries, but believe me, it's not that common here uh, in Latin America. When I was away, I lived in Colombia for the past five years, People there didn't understand what I did, what, I, what I'm doing. They were like, yeah, but you're at home the, the entire day. No, I'm working. I mean, my office is in my house. So yes, I'm at home, but it's not that I'm not doing anything. I'm working. And then, yeah, but how, how do you work remotely? And last year with the pandemic, okay, now you understand what it's like working remotely, like jumping into Zoom meetings or, or working with your email or using Asana to update your, on your team members of the work. So it's a lot behind that, that I want to help more people on that. And it's something we decided in our business and I say we because I told you my husband now works, we both uh, work together. We gave it a name. He actually, he's the one that gave the name to our business. He said, why don't we call it my virtual partner? And it's like the perfect name. And one of the things we said, okay, if we are going to bring anyone into the team, it needs to be from Latin America. I mean, if we are talking about giving more opportunities to Latinos, we need to have Latinos in our team. Okay, to support them. And, and we need to, uh, the other part that I also discuss a lot with my clients, we need to make sure that our clients pay us good so we can pay them properly. Not that how they usually pay, because I know that I have worked with companies that they pay $3 an hour just because you live in Latin America. I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. You have to pay for the knowledge the person has, and they have really good knowledge. So it's 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 those small things that we made it uh, okay. We need to to overcome that. We need to help people uh, have the confidence to ask for a good uh, payment of their uh, of their work. So we are on that. It takes time. It's not something that we want to do from. One day to another one, it, it takes time to help them. So it's, it's something personal that we decided.
yeah yeah for sure that's awesome yeah. i love that um are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about yes so there's something this one is more personal is it's not a dream but it has i mean it wasn't a dream a few years ago but now it has um we as a couple we have thinking about uh, like growing the family and for i mean you realize a few things again when you are uh, away of your home uh, of your country so i saw all these kids that uh, they didn't have families they were on the streets kids from my country in in this country colombia in the streets asking for money i'm like okay i cannot have kids but I can help uh, and, and I can give the, the life that a kid deserves because there are a lot of kids in the world. So now that we're back, we are we're in that process. It's it, they already told us it's a very long process. They need to do uh, we need to go to to some trainings to talk with people, then meet uh, meet with the kid that they will uh, they will give us an adoption so we can have a life with the kids. So it's it's a very personal dream uh, i realize now it will take a long time like two years i don't know why <laughs> but anyways it's it's something that i i'm confident i don't want to say now that i hope i don't hope i'm really confident that we will have that opportunity to well if if i don't if we can have kids uh, biologically then we can have a, a kid that it will be our, our kids, son or daughter, whatever it comes, we'll create a life there. So it's it's our personal dream right now. It's what I have at this moment. Absolutely. So and 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 that keeps driving me to to keep doing what I'm doing, to have okay, the owner of my time so I can be there for the kids. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well. I'm not gonna lie, you convicted me a little bit. You said that uh, people in America pay. Uh, it's true. Dollars you know. an hour, four dollars. I have a VA yeah. from the and, Philippines and... that I pay four dollars an hour right now. <laughs> I I have a few friends from from the Philippines, and it's the same. They no, they pay me, and like yeah, but you can ask for a bit more. Or you can ask for, I mean, there's different ways. You can ask for paid vacations, two weeks vacations that you can take and they pay you for that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, you realize it now. <laughs> yeah, you I, know, I read it in the four hour work week, probably about uh, three, four years ago when I was in college, I was like 18, 19. I thought it was just the most messed up thing to outsource work, just in general. Yeah. I thought it was just messed up. Yeah. Yeah, and then I start doing it, and I'm like, I still don't like the idea of paying her $4 an hour. So as yeah. soon as I start generating revenue in my business, I'm like increasing it to $8 an hour, increasing it to $10 an hour, just so yeah. she can be paid well. But I'm, I'm still like, man, $8 an hour is minimum wage here, you know? Mm -hmm. so it's just like... It, I, I had that conversation with a client last year. Uh, he told me, yeah, no, I, I will ask this to... Uh, because we do also have, uh, like I told you, we have like a pool of VAs here in Latin America and if we need something, we will outsource them and, and pay them the right uh, the, the right pay they should have. But then my clients say, no, but my budget is four hours dollar. I'm like, no, 
that's wrong. Why are you paying that? And, and we start talking, okay, why are you paying that? Yeah, because uh, that should be a, a proper pain. Um, okay, what's the minimum, I asked him, what's the minimum wage? I already knew the answer, but I just, I just wanted to hear from him. What's the minimum wage uh, where you live? Oh, this amount of dollars. Why are you paying less than that? If you hire someone from the US, you have to pay that. So why are you going to pay less than that? Half less than that. Um, well, because it's from Latin America. What's the difference? And then I start telling him, okay, do you know how much they have to pay for rent, for internet, for uh, gas, for uh, all the services they need to pay? So it's it's money they, they need to, to do on their work. So if you are paying less than that, that will mean that that VA have to work like 12 hours a day or 15 hours a day to have a, a, their minimum wage for the month to pay for their things. And then he started realizing, yeah, you're right. So yeah, it, it took a while. It, it's, it's still a battle where we're on, <laughs> but in the right way. I mean, not having bad discussions, just talking about it with clients and, and with people. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Making me think about it more and more. <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now that could help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals of really helping more Latinas who dislike their W-2 and want to do something more, who would they be? Okay. Okay. I would like to meet the older me, <laughs> if that will be possible to know what's going to happen in 10 years from now. And just because it's, it's something I have to keep working on. Uh, and I mean, that's because that's the way that I work. I, I always think, okay, what will happen if, uh, um, and I want to know, but that's not possible. Um, there's one person I, in a way, I know her, but not personally. I have the opportunity to, jo to join one of her programs. She's a Latina to a, Venez uh, a Venezuelan. I took one of her courses. Uh, it was at the beginning about Instagram because I wasn't really good at that, still not good at that. But then, okay, I have to, to expand the way that we are on social media. But then the course was really good. It was not just about Instagram, but in general, how to use these tools to run your business. And I would like to have the opportunity to meet with her and to learn more one-on-one uh, -on -one from her. Uh, I know it takes time. I know she's super busy, but when I have the time, I will send a message on, on her DMs. She will reply. That's that's something that I really like about her. Her, her name is Vera Rizalviso. I can send you the link if you want to, to know more about her. Um, I What I like about her is, is her story. She left Venezuela to the U.S. She, she had a lot of uh, issues going there, a lot of people that took advantage from her. And, and not people from the US, that, that is the thing that, that I connect the, uh, the most with her. It was people from here, from Latin America, and she always tells, her, tells that story, how they took advantage from her just because she just moved to the US and she didn't have any documents there. 
So, uh, and, and how that uh, helped her become stronger in her business and, and like more close with the people she works. Uh, so that's what I, I really like when she replied to one of my messages. I know that she connects with me as well because she's the kind of person that if she doesn't feel any connection, if she feels you're just trying to take advantage, advantage from her, then she's going to take you off. And I, I really like that confidence. You know, uh, I had some people that took advantage of me too in, in different ways. And it, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to uh, know how to read people when you talk with them or when you're writing with them. Uh, I have uh, a really bad opportunity. Three years ago, I had a client that steal my work and then posted on LinkedIn, like if it was his own. And when I saw the post, I'm like, I did that. And you're selling it as you did it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I tried to contain myself, to not be angry, and then I sent an email, never got a reply. So, okay, I'm just going to block you off. Now I know who you are. Uh, I have to work on try to make sure that doesn't happen again. So um, I, I'm trying to learn that from her. She's, she's really strong in that part. Um, other person. Um, well, it's, it's a very long list. <laughs> it's a very long list of entrepreneurs I really admire. A few from Latin America, others from the US. I really admire Sarah Blakely. I, I know, I love her story, uh, how she ran the business, what she did recently, and having all these women uh, buying spans and, and giving more opportunity to women uh, to to fund uh, this company. So yeah, I really like it. Um, I wish my grandfather is alive right now. He died when I was just starting college and he was really, really supportive. I, that he is the reason I was able to do my MBA because he has this mindset. Uh, he has six, uh, I have five uh, aunts and uncles from my mother's side. And he sent them all to college and then to do a, a degree outside of uh, Venezuela if they wanted to. And he has this mindset that he wanted to do that also for their grandkids. Obviously, the economy was different. And I'm the oldest one, so I'm the only one that had that opportunity. He left a fund for that. And I knew about it when I was going to start my MBA. So my grandmother told me, This is from your grandfather. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> so I really wish he was right now alive. He's, he's not into, he was not into business. He's a, he was a, a medic. Uh, so, but, but I don't know. He was really supportive with any decision that you make. And I wish he was right now to ask him for more advices in life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams? Okay. To remember me, and, and this is in general for, for everyone, uh, if I want to be successful, like if I want to keep doing what I'm doing and, and achieve the dreams and, and everything that I have planned for in my life, I want people to always remember to support me 
to not being in a way of criticize. If I mean, if you're going to, and especially for people around me, I, I always ask them this. If you're going to be close to me and you're going to criticize the things that I talk, because I like to talk of what I want to do, because I, I want people to, if someone wants to support me, then join me. But if you're going to say something negative, like, no, you're going to do this, or you won't be able to do that because X, Y, Z, then don't say anything. Just if, if you have something to say that, that is not actually going to help me, then keep it to yourself. Don't say it to me, okay? Because I'm working on trying to stay positive regardless of what's happening. And I want to build this for me and for my business and for the people that I want to help. So you're not helping. So I prefer to have people that if you're going to say something that is that that it really supports that. Okay, yes, I can help you do this because I do this, this and that. You're welcome. But if not, then keep it to yourself. And to understand that if I want to rest, it's because I need to rest. If I decided to take two hours off of the phone and I have it from really close relatives, I don't want to say the names or, or whatever, so because I know probably they will listen to this, but sometimes, uh, and it's one of the decisions I took, I closed all the notifications of my phone three years ago. I don't, if, I, if I'm going to see a message, it's because I will take my phone and I will go to, to the app. But if Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, whatever. Otherwise, I'm not going to receive them, the notifications. So sometimes I have messages from this close person and it's like, hey, how are you today? It's been two days since I don't speak with you. Yes, because I want to rest. I don't want to talk right now with anyone because I have something important and I need a day to recover because we get, and I think you understand this, sometimes we get tired when we're into calls, when we're into meetings, sometimes we need an afternoon or an entire day off of everything to rest our minds, right? So it's like, yeah, if I don't write you, because I don't feel right now to write you or to call you, I will call you tomorrow. That doesn't mean that I don't care about you, okay? Yeah. And it's hard for people to understand that. So yeah, it's, it's that to, to respect the time that we want to rest, to respect the time when we want to not do anything because we need that we we cannot all and it's something i i deal with uh, all this time at the beginning i thought that we needed to be all this busy and, and doing things all the time no it's more the rest you more the more productive you are the rest you more you will feel better you will feel energized to jump into a call at 7 a.m so yeah yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. My favorite book, The Little Prince, has always been. <laughs> gotcha. Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, I think it's the first book, even though it's really quick to read. I read it. I can read it now in 30 minutes. Uh, it's, it's the first book I read when I was a, a little girl and I read it and understood it. Um, it's really beautiful and 
it has all these uh, learnings that you can apply, not just for personal life, for your business, to to understand people too, to, it really helped me to, now as an adult, I read it again, and it helped me to, to understand, to be more empathic with people, to say, okay, I have to, uh, the same. All right, sorry about that, guys. We had some technical difficulties. We're just gonna jump to the next question. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? I would like to take care of myself right now by, making time to keep going to the beach. Yes, I do. <laughs> I actually did it on my calendar. Fridays are off for anything. It can be to go to the beach. It can be to uh, take for a walk, to not working or to working on my things, not for my clients. So for my clients, I don't work on Fridays. Gotcha. I love yeah. that. I so, love that. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take to really get to the point is of helping as many Latina people as you can? Yes. Take care of myself and my health. Uh, I have to do it. We take that for granted. I gained a lot of weight uh, on this process because I focus on others and not on me. So I wasn't doing any kind of exercise. I was eating really bad. Just because I have to do all these things and I didn't have time for anything, and it's just us. I don't have anyone else to help me here on the house. So it's really exhausting, but now I'm like, no, I will take care of myself. I'm not waking up so early. I will if I have to, because I have clients from Middle East. So those days I have to wake up early to to make a balance not so early we when i meet with them we agree to an hour that is not too late for them but not too early for me but still i have to wake up at five instead of waking up at six or seven so uh, for example today i was able to wake up at seven very rest to jump into the school because i have that system now in place uh, when i'm when i have a day full of things I do that um, and then I make sure I have the time to uh, take off everything for at least an hour between between calls or whatever, because it's really important. That helped me. Uh, and again, we take that from, from uh, for granted, but it helps you to pay more, more attention to the person that you're going to meet, okay? It's, it's like we, we have this saying here, I don't know if, if you have it there, don't treat people uh, the way that you don't want to be treated. So if you want respect, you have to show that. You have to also respect the time of people, respect the time that they're going to be there with you, pay attention to them. I hate when I have meetings with people going to a training or something and they don't even, they, they're not even looking at the screen of what I'm teaching them. So I'm like, I, and I literally, I will stop. I will say, do you have any questions? Are you paying attention to this? Because I see that you're looking at somewhere else rather than what I'm teaching you. So let me know if if now is not a good time. We can reschedule this. Oh, no, yes, I want to learn. So they, it, it's like, okay, I will respect you, but you have to respect me too. So that's the best way of me uh, being, being a place that I will feel rested to pay as much attention as I can to anyone that would jump into a call with me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. 
I love that. I got one more question for you. And it requires a bit of pretext. Okay. So you know how there are people on the planet that have a fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept change, and they aren't willing to accept help. And then sometimes they die like that. They live their whole life like that and they die like that. And then other times they change into a growth mindset, willing to accept change, willing to accept help. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Really good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really good question, but I think I can answer it. Um, Again, I don't like to speak bad about uh, the Latinos mindset, but we jump into that. We all have this fixed mindset that it comes from our father and mother, that it comes from their father and mother. It's like, this is the way of work. This is how you can be successful. This is the only path that you can take. And they don't have that growth mindset. I have it with my parents. They're going to hear that. And we have discussed about this. But they, they, they are my biggest supporters, but they are also my biggest haters when, when, because they don't, they don't have that uh, entrepreneurial mindset. They don't understand, they didn't understood my decision. Uh, they thought I was going to get another job. I wanted to grow as a person. I wanted to start my own thing. So at the beginning, they weren't so supportive, honestly. Now they are, but they keep having that fixed mindset uh, on life. So I think that when you, and, and this is very common to, to most entrepreneurs when you read their stories, uh, when, when you jump into, into a situation that, uh, that drives you crazy and that you can't handle it anymore, I, for me, at, at least that was my catalyst. Uh, like having that moment when someone uh, like my boss yelled at me and I said, I will not handle this. I don't, not even for my current clients. I, I have to say I, I fired a client three years ago because he wasn't yelling, but he was speaking in a way that he was really, um, I don't know how to describe it, really tough and really uh, offensive. So it, it's like that same situation. No, I'm not here for that. I'm here to help you. You hire me as your consultant to do this, and I'm giving you all the choices, but what's happening in your business, those are your decisions. And it's not my fault that it's going back because of your decisions. I'm giving you the way that you should take. So that doesn't give you any, any kind of um, uh, allowance for to, to talk to me that way, okay? So I just fired him. I told him, we will leave it this way. I cannot keep working with you. Like, I will do the offboarding the same way that I will do with any client. These are your things, blah, blah, blah. We will have a meeting and that's it, okay? Um, and I think that for that client, that was also a catalyst for him because then he emailed me two and a half years later uh, asking for apology and all of that, and we have a conversation. So I think that when, when things like that happen, when something that uh, 
when when something like that happens that that you realize you are treating bad uh, to a person and and that affects you at the end personally i haven't talked with that old boss and i don't want to talk with him uh, but i guess that after that he realized that he doesn't have to treat people he shouldn't treat people like that uh, I said to my husband, if he yelled at me, I cannot imagine how he treats his wife or his granddaughter or his family members. So I, I guess it was a, a catalyst for him to like having those tough situations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so yeah. you're saying when people get in that situation, they just can't do it anymore. It's the thing that causes that change. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love that. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, I I really enjoyed this time, you know. I, I thank you so much for this really good. I wasn't expecting so really good uh, conversation, like really, really good. I, I have seen and listened. Different being the consumer and being here. I mean, it's, it has been really fun. I want to congratulate you for that. Awesome. I don't know if, yeah. I wanted to take a, a moment to acknowledge that to you. <laughs> that, is, that is a really fun time, okay? Thank you, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And thank you for coming on. And yeah. you guys are listening to this and you loved what Barbara had to say, make sure to reach out to her, support her, but also what's the best way to contact you and your business? Okay, so I close off all my personal social media. I cannot handle both business and personal. And I just kept, uh, I'm everywhere at, at my virtual partner, but without the E in partner. Mm -hmm. uh, I can send it to you uh, if you can yep. uh, Google it. Okay, so I'm everywhere like that uh, at my virtual partner. I, it's, it's one of those decisions about uh, in personal social media, uh, it's, it's too stressful. I, we all, Yeah, yeah, I got you. Sorry, you broke up a little bit there. We all yeah, know. don't worry. Uh, that I, I was saying that I have that uh, love and relationship with my personal account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm the, I'm the same way, honestly. I turned off notifications on my social media and my email just because you were always getting something from it. So I completely understand. Well, awesome. On that note, if you guys... Um, want to contact Barbara and work with her, make sure to contact her at my virtual partner without the E. All of that will be in the show notes. Last but not least, send this podcast to one to two people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.